0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. Hi, this is Sheila. Hi, this is Monica. This is Leanne. News, talk, and laugh. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time.
2: You're listening to, to satellites
3: History, History to Come. Yeah. You give your love.
4: Perfectly high above all time and space, and I remember some days when you gave your love to me, and I remember perfectly high above all time and space, and I remember some birthdays. We are the Satellite Sisters.
5: Welcome to the show, and it's the first show of the new year, and hey, I have some new cozy clothes. What do you think?
2: <laughs> looking good, okay. Sheila, looking good. Just wanted So to sh- there was no resolution about changing your look, I see. No,
5: no, it's all about the cozy. I'm <laughs> Sheila Dolan. I'm here in Los Angeles with my sisters Liz Dolan and Leon Dolan. Julie Dolan is... Where are you today, Julie? (laughs) I was wondering what you were going to say there, Sheila, because I knew you had no
1: idea where I was. (laughs) I'm in Denver, Colorado, en route to Moscow, Russia.
5: Okay, there you go. From the cold to the cold in Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. We have a fun show today. We do. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking... First, we're going to be talking about health and exercise on our Satellite Sisters RN, right, Monica?
6: That's right, Sheila, we're gonna be talking health and fitness in the new year, we're gonna get you pumped up, we're gonna be talking with Dr. Pam Peek, who's gonna get us motivated, and if motivated.
2: They, that's what we need. Because it's, it, it's already flagging a little here. What? Like six days into the year. The I, motivation I, seems to have peaked yesterday.
1: I love 2006. I don't know what's the matter with you, sisters. I think it's great. It's so much better than 2005. Well, Australia. good for you, Julie. All right.
5: Entertaining Sheila's also here. Oh, that's me. Um, I'm going to be reviewing Match Point today. Oh. I, I can't wait to hear what you thought. Yeah. Everybody's all interested when I say Match Point. The I noticed. new
3: Woody Allen movie. Well, I know you have a love-hate relationship with the Woodman. That's so. that's right. And we also are talking
2: kickstarting 2006 <laughs> well, kick's right, you know don't you find that every year you basically have the same resolutions yes. come on let's let's admit it. Yeah. So so we have someone with us who the title of her book is best year of your life. How to really get it done this year. And me, I'm such a born procrastinator. Again, I—it's even though the year started last week, every morning I wake up, I'll say, well, I'll start my resolutions tomorrow. <laughs> so we're going to see if I can get out of my rut. Leah, and you're in an overcommitment rut. <laughs> Everybody's got a rut
5: that they're in. I'm oh, in a dry
2: cleaning rut.
5: I've had my dry cleaning in my front seat for three weeks now. Uh, I cannot drop it off.
2: Do you think it would dramatically improve <laughs> the quality of
5: your life if you did? For me, it would, Liz. It's all about the clean. Oh, hey, welcome uh, Sacramento, by the way. If you're listening on California's all new Talk City, twelve forty a.m. KSAC, we are the Satellite Sisters. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our website at
2: satellitesisters.com. dot com. Hey Sheila, you know part of my vacation plan in two thousand six for two thousand six was to kickstart it in two thousand five. So I spent a week (laughs) of my holiday at Rancho La Puerta, which is a help spot in Mexico, but it's sort of more of a fitness camp, right? It's that like sounds fantastic. Good. You go for a whole week and everybody hikes together and eats together and takes yoga and cardio mm. sculpt together. Mm. It, w- it was fantastic. But you want to m- know the most fantastic part? Here I was supposed to totally relax, like not think about work, not think about the world. There are no TVs. There's no internet. There's no nothing. Which that's for that's you, saying, Liz, yeah, that that's is a complete detox. That yeah. really is. Uh-huh. Were you shaky? Were you shaky, Liz? I or was you... shaky, Julie, until I saw that One of my fellow spa goers with whom I spent a lot of quality time was Valerie Plame Wilson. Wow. You're
1: the CIA outed spy. (laughs) Right. She's the the undercover
2: CIA spy (gasps) whose identity was blown by Robert Novak, which prompted investigations and indictments and all sorts of speculation. Well, Valerie Wilson was there with her husband, Ambassador Joe Wilson. They were also apparently trying to get away for a little while, trying to detox, trying to unplug, trying to get away from the media. And so I became really conscious, of, like, particularly in the first day or so, that she might think I was stalking her. Which because, you were, Because sure I was. Were. Yeah. I just wanted one quality interaction <laughs> with Valerie Plame. I so. wanted to be able to come home and say, oh, well, Valerie and I were talking <laughs> about that in the hot tub. <laughs> so I saw that Valerie and Joe had signed up for the uh, early morning hike to the Organic Garden. <laughs> oh, which is so not you, Liz. So not me, but that comes with breakfast once you get to the Organic Garden, okay, which okay, meant there was it. a sit-down-together opportunity. Liz, so I, you're such a Did you bring your mini-disc? <laughs> I thought that would have been obvious, and, you know, a super spy might notice, no. Sheila. So I didn't do that. But anyway, so I had a chance over the course of the week to have quite a few, like, really nice conversations with Valerie Plame Wilson, who, by the way, I got a report is the world's nicest person. Like, if oh, you if you met her, Julie, at a party and somebody said, oh, this is my friend Valerie. She was my college roommate or she was, you know, in my mommy and me group, you would totally buy that. She's just oh, Liz- like...
1: Liz, what was the first question you asked her? I mean, you did, I mean that must have been hard hard to start that conversation with Valerie, right? It
2: was, because you don't know whether you're supposed to pretend you don't know who she is or not. Yeah, who right. doesn't you know, know. Who she is. But luckily, when I sat down at the table, I said, hi, I'm Liz, and he said, hi, I'm Joe, and she said, hi, I'm Valerie. So I was in. <laughs> so I was in. <laughs> Liz. <laughs> and so my first question, Julie, and then I backtracked into some of the deeper stuff, was, so what do you think you're going to do now? Because she was talking about Oh, you're good, Liz. That. Yeah, that was a good, a real Barbara Walters kind of move. So, <laughs> Valerie, if you were a tree, what would you do now? And, and she said, you know, I have uh, six-year-old twins, and I'm thinking that maybe I can just devote a little extra time to them, that this year my kids deserve a mom who's not quite so stressed out, mm. you know, which that makes sense. So I said, what do your kids, like— know or think or understand about everything that is swirling around you now. Because don't you think that's interesting? You're six. Leanne, your kids, you've had six-year-old. You're not
3: going to out me as a spy now, are you? Because they don't know I'm a spy. (laughs) Oh, they don't know? No. No, I'm trying to keep it on the down low. Well,
2: she said they've really tried to keep a lot of it away from their kids, but it's hard when the media's camped out on your front lawn. Yeah, that's got to be bad. So she's got uh, twins, a boy and a girl, and apparently the boy turned to her not too long ago. She thought she had done a really good job shielding them from everything, and her son said to her, Mom, are you more famous than Spider-Man? <laughs> 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 and he said, this is my good friend. Liz has Joe, notes. This is so amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure to get the good stuff in. Because right, it was interesting. But you weren't
1: taking notes when you were having this alleged conversation with Valerie Plain. No, you? I was not Julie,
2: okay. really, But I did find, you know, a, a week away when you're supposed to be kind of working on yourself and relaxing. Mm-hmm. And meditating. Meditating. Meditating, actually. Usually the hard thing is to not be so caught up in your head about your own life you know you're like sitting in yoga and you're thinking okay as soon as I get home I have to do this and I have to do that and I'm really bad at like stilling the voices yes but I was excellent at stilling the voice about what am I going to do because I found for the entire week (laughs) I was thinking about her I would be sitting in yoga (laughs) class thinking I wonder you know if Valerie was ever in a dangerous situation I wonder (laughs) I wonder what she's going to do next anyway so um so that she said she really struck me as someone imagine what it would be like she's like your age Leon. Mm-hmm. you know early 40s and i'm just 40 40 okay
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's having a hard time with that go, go ahead liz go well, ahead well
2: i mean I, I just got the feeling this is a person who trained her whole life to do something very specialized and now she's not allowed to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a career crisis that we could all relate to on that level. What if they took your career away right. and said, okay, you're not allowed to do that? I said, how did you become a super spy? Like, how did that start? And, uh, said, you know, I went, she went to Penn State, Julie, your alma yes, mater. That's right. You And Nittany Lions, yeah, right? It was a big week for you, nit- Nittany Lions. I know we'll probably get I, to that later. But she said I got out of college, and my family had always been—I guess her father was military. She said we'd lived all over the world, and I wanted to try, you know, to do that. And uh, so I applied for this job, and it turned out I really liked it, and I was really good at it. I think that's the way a lot of us fall into our careers, you know, like okay, let's try this.
3: And uh, so, when what I, was her day-to-day life like when she was? Because her neighbors really had no idea, according to Special Prosecutor Patrick Fitzgerald, right. that she was a super spy. They thought she was just Val, the
2: lobbyist. So right. Was well, she you know that was, that was actually the only time I ever saw her get kind of mad. You know, when because somebody at the table, maybe it was me, asked <laughs> um, you know about that whole issue of being undercover because people have said she wasn't really undercover, right? And. And she said, if there's one thing the FBI investigation established for sure is that I was undercover. They talked to Uh people who knew me really well, my friends, my neighbors, my family, and most people had no idea what I was doing. And I said, well, when you start, because she's only been married to Joe Wilson for a relatively short time. And uh, I said, well, how long were you dating Joe before you had to tell him that you were a CIA super spy? Mm -hmm. And uh, she was kind of cute about it. She's like, you know. It's a really hard thing to tell someone. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> on a date? I, I would imagine it was. On a date. Like, sit him down. Like, telling someone about your past is hard enough, but when you have that kind of uh, super secret past. Anyway, the it was just a pleasure all the way around to, like, meet someone who, you know, she really committed her life to this. She's trying to move on. On the very last morning, when she came to say goodbye, I said, Valerie... Good luck with whatever it is you do in the future. And she said, thanks. I just don't know what that will be. All right, <laughs> Liz, yeah. excellent okay. vacation S- reporting. Scoop from the hot tub. There you go. <laughs> from the organic garden hike.
3: I'm getting the info. All right, coming up later in this hour, we're going to have Dr. Pamela Peek on. She is really going to get us motivated to get our Health and Fitness Act together in 2006. But first, Julie has her International Lightning Round the news and bizarreness from around the world stay with us we're the satellite sisters
5: Satellite Sisters, and you know what that music means. It's time for the International Lightning Round. Take it away, Julie. Sheila,
1: with apologies to our dear friend Walt Disney, it is not a small world. (laughs) And that's (laughs) not. It's not. I'm afraid to tell you, it is not a small world. We're the Satellite Sisters, International Lightning Round. And one of the things, you know, I'm the sister that lives in Moscow, Russia. And I have lived and traveled all over the world. And the longer I am on the international scene... The more i realize that we are not alike we are different we are different and what you need so what i want to do what i want to provide you is a cultural understanding of our differences all right We we have to stop thinking we're alike that it's all the same person we're not we're different okay so i have collected a series of stories Information and occasional facts, <laughs> and I have put them together in a lightning round so you can travel around the world wow. without ever getting on a Lufthansa plane <laughs> or with ev- without ever spending time on a nine-hour flight in coach. Okay, okay. so are you ready? Buckle your seat. <laughs> Australia. Oh uh, yeah. Did you know that Australians host barbecues at polling stations on their general election days?
2: I think that's an excellent idea, but I always thought that Australian barbecue thing was sort of a cliché or just a, a rumor. But no, maybe, no.
1: Differences, Liz. Differences. Maybe about we, differences. Maybe yes. if we
2: did that here, Julie, we could up American voter participation. <laughs> Japan.
1: Who doesn't oh. love Japan? Okay. The Japanese word chokugambo... And for our Japanese listeners, please call in and tell me how to pronounce it. <laughs> describes the wish that there were more designer brand shops on a given street.
3: Oh, I, actually, Julie, I have a word. It's called Tarje And that is my wish that there was a Target on every corner. <laughs>
1: Are in Sweden (laughs) now. Okay, this is an actual fact that one in 10 Europeans is allegedly conceived in an IKEA bed. Oh, that's funny. Oh, oh, that's funny. Well,
5: I'll tell you one thing, Julie. They were not conceived on an IKEA cozy couch.
1: (laughs) Very much next door in Germany.
5: Okay. Have you ever tried
1: to get a beach or a pool chair, you know, save a beach or a pool chair with a towel? Of course. You know you it's know the international talking. system. Well, not exactly, Liz. There are some differences. Did you know that in Germany, a towel does not legally reserve a chair? There is nothing in German law, and perhaps in German culture, that stops German holidaymakers from removing towels Ooh. left on vacant chairs. You know that—that's low. That, to <laughs>
2: that—that's—that's—that that's, that's, not that in the Geneva Conventions yeah, or something? Yeah, to remove it just the towel. Like,
6: to me, it is the international symbol of I've saved this beach chair for. Me. If, if you—if you
2: do not—if you do not respect the towel, then I guess that explains why. Every beach chair on any beach, any anywhere in the world—I don't care if you're in Thailand, you're in Greece, wherever you are—that beach chair is occupied by a large German man wearing black socks and sandals.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: ah, we're in England now.
1: England now. Here's a, here's a first of all, just a shout out um, to Sandhurst Military Academy. Um, today, Prince William is heading up there. He is starting his military training and his new military career. I just have one word for Santers. Please don't hurt him. <laughs> you did, just don't hurt him. Okay, okay now on to the facts. Did you know that the average ga- guest at the Buck- a Buckingham Palace garden party scoffs down 14 <laughs> cakes, 14 sandwiches, and scones and ice cream? Let me get this straight. They eat 14 items during the garden party. Yes, That's what you're saying. Yes. During the garden that that the that, that um that palace officials have figured out that when they have a Buckingham Palace garden party, each guest is going to eat 14 items. <laughs> Cakes, sandwiches, scones and ice cream. I guess the mo-
2: mostly the shocking part of that is that English food is so bad in general. <laughs> why would you want 14 of anything? Well, listen.
1: China, China, and only in China. Okay, is it there? Is is it? Did you know that it is possible for a hum, to for a human to blow up a balloon via their ear? Okay, okay no. Wow. Yes. What are you okay. Talking about? A 55-year-old Chinese factory worker discovered some 20 years ago that air leaked from his ears. (laughs) And now he can inflate balloons and blow blow out birthday candles
3: (laughs) with his ear. I love that. Is he available for Colin's party (laughs) later on in the month? That is a good living.
1: (laughs) That's it, that's it, that's it. We have, we have completed our International Lightning Round, and I'm sure that you understand you have been provided with a quick guide to a new, a higher international cultural understanding. Yes, Julie. We are not the same. It is not a small world. Just remember that.
3: Okay.
2: We're looking forward to the next installment of the International Lightning Round.
3: All right, coming up next... Were you one of the eight zillion people this year that made a resolution to get your health and fitness act together in 2006? Yes. Well, no. Yes. Well, well stay. Yes. <laughs> stay with us. We have the Satellite Sisters RN. Monica and I are going to talk to health and fitness professional Dr. Pam Peek. She is a whirlwind of energy. If anyone's going to get you motivated, All right. she's the one. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
6: Sisters RN is brought to you by YoPlay. It is so good.
5: We're the Satellite Sisters, and I guess I'll just speak for myself. I am not in peak performance, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so,
6: There's still time, Sheila. Especially, especially it's only right the,
5: now. It's only
3: the first week of the year. I Don't need a little up. help.
5: Okay, I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters Liz Dolan, Leon Dolan, Monica Dolan, and Julie Dolan. Liam?
3: Well, Sheila, of course, the first week of 2006, what is everybody doing? They're trying to get on the right track with health and fitness. So, Monica, this is our Satellite Sisters RN topic this week, Right. That's right, Leanne, and we've
6: invited Dr. Pamela Peak to speak with us to help us kind of kickstart our fitness program because in the new
3: year. We've had Dr. Pamela Peak on before. She was really motivating, and then we all fell off the bandwagon. <laughs> so we're thrilled to welcome back Dr. Pamela Peak, a nationally recognized physician, scientist, and expert in the fields of nutrition, metabolism, stress, and fitness. Her Body for Life for Women is a New York Times bestseller. And Doctor Peak, I just put in the D V D Body for Life last night and I did the program. I did the <laughs> exercise program, Doctor Peak, and I'm a little sore this morning.
4: <laughs> that is a good sign. Welcome, welcome welcome back to the bandwagon. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Peak. <laughs> Thank just, you so much room on this bandwagon so come on i want all the sisters on the bandwagon i know we're We're trying dr peak we're
2: trying dr peak the the difference
6: between leon and i is last night she did your exercise video but i was lying on the couch reviewing (laughs) it watching it Uh so i really i need to take that first step i need to get up you know it all but it all you know it's the same answer it really all comes down to just balancing diet and exercise well now
4: it comes down to something else too yeah there's no question that if you look at the science of this i mean broken record time ladies um you know what goes in must come out and if you're doing that what goes in is not going out you're wearing it darling so, <laughs> yeah. you know let's let's just all relax here i'm going to teach you something a little different this time okay now what you thank did,
2: goodness <laughs> okay
4: here we go just relax have your little yogurt here grab that coffee and and just listen Women are hardwired differently than men. And, you know, wipe the shock off your face. That was what I referred to as a keen grasp of the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Now, we have learned in science that women, when approached with something like, you know, let's take better care of ourselves and, you know, January 1st and the whole thing, women will approach this whole issue so much differently than men. Look at the guys in your life. They, look, they woke up January first. Looked at themselves in the mirror and said, "Okay, that's it. Come to heaven session. We're gonna we're gonna change this thing." And then, boom! They kind of just do it. I they do it. Know. I know, that and is so annoying. You know what I'm saying? Suddenly, you know, the Bacchanalian feast disappears. <laughs> yeah. You know the, the the beer thing, whatever. They just make. And you're you're looking at them like, what? Um, meanwhile, what are you doing as a woman? Well, scientists have been studying women and the way they think for quite some time. And what we have found is that women are consummate ruminators. What we do is we overthink anything that comes within 100 feet of us.
2: Dr. Peek, um, this is Liz. Well, part, one of my New Year's resolutions is to just stop overthinking everything. you. are totally right. And, Julie, what was the word you used to describe me? You're ruminator. ruminator. She's, <laughs> our, she's our lead
1: ruminator on the show. In I mean, fact, you know, you we know, need so, her to ruminate you know, from time very, to time.
4: Now, there's Dr. a very Peek. timely and very famous, um, quote, um, a little phrase that has to do with a very large sporting company that I think you know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why this, this quote, which is obviously just do it instead of, well, actually, that's the male version. The female version is just. Ponder it to death <laughs> you know, and never get off first base. Well, one of you, all right, Liam, yeah. you were sitting there and you were you were going on the horizontal path of life. You no, that was Monica. No, that was
6: me. The I Monica. was <laughs> I, I a, was ruminating.
4: Okay, you were ruminating and there you were doing that and you were sitting back. And you were doing the horizontal, ruminating, pondering. Wow, I wonder what it's like to really get off my feminine behind <laughs> and actually do the program. Whereas,
2: Liam was the one. Yeah, Leon, Liam, yeah.
4: Liam would then get up and say, oh, to heck with all this. She put all the thinking aside and said, hey, man, I'm diving into this little baby, and then just let it rip. That is much more of a male thing to do. It's just like, you know, who wants to spend five minutes thinking about anything? Hmm, that didn't come off well. Anyway, um, and then just kind of jump into whatever is in front of them, which is where that whole just do it thing came from. Women, if they simply did one thing this year, I'm, I'm really telling you this, if women just simply stopped over-pondering everything when it came to self-care and simply dive in, you know, just give themselves dive a in, dive in okay. and then just whatever happens, <laughs> let it rip. I'm going to tell you, that rumination speed bump is a mountain for so many women, and that's one of the main reasons they don't get off first base. Mm. Our, our
3: guest is Dr. Pamela Peek. Her book, Body for Life for Women, is a bestseller. There's a new DVD out. If you're in a ruminator and you just want to get off the speed bump. I don't know. I got lost in those
4: <laughs> road, the road
3: metaphors. Doctor Peak, but I'm, I was on
4: metaphor machine.
3: All right. Our number is 866-33 sister 866-337-4783. Monica. Um, you know, so Dr. Peak, you know, if I start
6: eating healthier foods and I start a walking program, is that going to be enough for me?
4: You know, no, because you see you left out an element. In, in the book, Body for Life for Women, I have three elements, mind, mouth, and muscle. You forgot your head. Ah. Okay? And see, what happens is women think that when they begin this whole process of taking better care of themselves, that it's just one big technical, you know, experience, like, okay, fine. I'll eat healthier foods, Um, I'll eat less food, because I'm eating Mount St. Brown rice instead of brown rice. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I'm going to eat them more frequently, you know, every three to four hours, fine, that's technical. Then I'm going to get up and I'm going to do more aerobic exercise each single day of my life, and I'm going to make certain to get some of that resistance training in and, and flexibility, whatever. That's all real special. Right. Until the cell phone goes off, right, and someone needs you, I, and then yeah. suddenly you drop off your own radar screen, and um, there's a, there's a thing, and you know all of the Dolan sisters. Here we go. Okay, 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 Doctor P. Right. Right. Do Repeat after problem? you. Yeah. How many of you have this problem? It's called helium hand. And that is every single time someone says, "Hey, can you do some?" Your hand goes up like a balloon. It's just- that, yes. is so
2: oh, Leon. Leon. that is so, Liam. That's Leah. That is Leah all over, Doctor Peek.
3: You know, serious. even in the middle of the workout video, I put in the baked potatoes for dinner last night. I have,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit.
3: And then I fed the dog, but I was still in the cardio phase. You're still so so moving, <laughs> right, Liam?
4: That is that is multitasking on acid. That's crazy. Okay, <laughs> you, know, right now. you have to do. Yeah, you know, here's another thing that women have problems with. We have so many problems. Um, It's the limits and boundaries thing. It's like while I'm exercising, this is a sacred time and a sacred space. Mm -hmm. All right? So I would highly recommend, like, you know, buying a few pit bulls, Mm -hmm. putting them around you. So anyone who wants to get within 10 feet of you will be hurt because you are now taking care of yourself you are not allowed to get out of that sacred space until you do what you need to do whether it's slapping on war paint in the morning before you go to work whether it's you know just taking that shower taking a moment to chill or actually going out taking your walk and spending some time doing some exercise those are sacred times and women oftentimes times blend that with 900 other obligations right. and you mess it up you mm. lose the whole value of that time. Hey
2: Monica, can I ask you cuz Leanne clearly has a case of helium hand, maybe even both hands. <laughs> do you right. think I do, not. do you think that's your that's not your issue.
6: No, that's not my issue. I'm lazy. I'm just not I just <laughs> lack I lack motivation to get started. That's the problem. Yeah. Or I'm overwhelmed by the thought of, I know it's really important to start strength training. And I know, Dr. Peak, you you believe in that, in weight training. But I'm sort of overwhelmed on where to start because I don't know how to do it. I don't want to join a gym.
3: All right, hold on to that thought. When we get back, we're going to get the answer for that. Also, I want to know, Dr. Peek, your, your program is 12 weeks. You know, it's a body for life. But if you've been struggling for your weight for a lifetime, is that... Realistic, and who do you need to turn to to help you make it really a plan for life, as opposed to a plan for a couple of months, and then you're off the bandwagon again? We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. This is the Satellite Sisters RN, presented by YoPlay.
5: Satellite Sisters, welcome. I'm Sheila Dolan, and I'm here in Los Angeles with my sisters Liz Dolan and Leanne Dolan. Julie Dolan is in Denver, Colorado. Monica Dolan's in Portland, Oregon. Leanne? Sheila, it's time for our Satellite Sisters RN. We look at a women's
3: health topic once a month, January—the obvious choice, of course. Health and fitness, because who didn't make a resolution in 2006 to get their act together on the health and fitness track? The, we've all fallen off our program. Now we're getting back on, and no one better to help us do that than Dr. Pamela Peak. She's a nationally recognized physician, scientist, and expert in the field of nutrition and fitness. Her book, uh, *Fight Fat After 40*, bestseller, *Body for Life for Women*. We loved it. I lived it for a little while, and then I stopped. <laughs> but now that I have the new DVD. Dr. Peak, I promise I'll be good <laughs>
4: Promises, Mon- promises Monica
3: you, Dr. Peek, you know, uh, before the break we were talking
6: about your motto which is mind, mouth, and muscle I want to ask you a little bit about the muscle part of this because I asked you if I started a walking program would that be good enough and you, you really um, proposed that you need to have strength training and weight training why is that so important for women?
4: One hundred years ago, all of you were on a little farm. That's what women did. We had a farm for a gym, right? So if one of those cows got loose, honey, that was your problem. <laughs> um, if the if the fence was broken, all fifty pounds of it, honey, there's your morning activity. So you didn't have to go out of your way saying, "Wow, I don't like strength training, honey." You were living it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Little uh, house on the prairie. It's very important because women actually were eating, you know, a goodly number of calories out there to keep that thing going. They were strong women, and they had to do it just to live. What we did was we messed it up in the last hundred years by making living much too easy so that you don't barely have to lift a finger. Well, that's all real special and everything, except for the fact that we lost our physical strength and our ability to take care of ourselves if we lose our strength, it's, you know, a, a total body. So what I'm asking women to do is not to kind of roll your eyes and go, you oh, know, I don't like, you know, lifting weights and going to a gym. Just say, hey, you're going back to the farm thing. <laughs> and what you're doing is you're doing this for your own survival. A woman absolutely prioritizes maintaining her physical and mental independence through the rest of her life as the number one priority this this we've already known from scientific studies Honey, you can't take care of yourself or someone else if you can't even get out of a chair. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Monica, well, I feel like you kind of could be kickstarted on this because you spent the last week of 2005 actually on a farm taking I, care I, of I, livestock. I
6: was, I was on a farm, Liz, and none of those cows got loose. But had they gotten loose, I I don't know <laughs> that I would have been able to rein them back in. Could you have chased them down? I don't know. But you know what, Doctor Peek, I am so intimidated by going to a gym or joining
4: a gym. Gotcha and you know there's something most women are um, the small minority of women who are kind of athletic, whatever, you know, they go to a gym and they're like, been there, done that, know the drill most women run the opposite direction they have an antibody response when they see gyms <laughs> yeah. right. and you know, because you see these you know, little Tiffany types, you know with the abs, and then you look at yourself and you say, let me think, they're the abs I'm an ab-not okay? <laughs> right. so what's wrong with that picture anyway, here's the deal, there are lots and lots and lots of other alternatives other than my marvelous DVD um, what you also have are the Following one, you have a lot of sort of um, different facilities now available in in your neighborhoods all across the country, um, some of these are nationally you know uh, franchised whatever these are women only kind of gyms and I love the um, mottos of these no men, no makeup, no mirrors okay. and Ooh. what you do is you walk in and you have a 30-minute circuit, this is not meant for an athlete. This is meant for someone who just wants to get that weight training in, knows it's important, wants to get in and get out and get on with life, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can find these in almost every single neighborhood. There's a, Right. I, I and, so, mean, and something like that is enough, Pam? That's enough to get everything started at some point. As you build up your strength, it's not going to be enough. And here's other alternatives. Number one, get a trainer and get a group of women together. One, it's cost effective. Mm-hmm. Two, you could do it in your own home. Get that trainer to come to a home. Um, one, two, three, five women get together. They all do it together. You can do this with simple tubing, plastic tubing. I actually travel with mine. It looks like a jump rope, but it's tubing. And you can actually get fantastic strength workouts doing something like that. So,
2: Monica, I think you need to get out of your house. I think <laughs> yes, that's, I, well, now yeah, that, that you that, work at home, you do the radio show from home, you work at home. Something that involves leaving the premises. Yeah, that's one of the goals. You. I
6: mean, Liz, every day last week I drove right by Curves, which uh-huh. is in my neighborhood, <laughs> and I look at it, and I love the frosted glass window they have outside. Illuminated. Oh, no, you, you can't really see what's going ruminated, on. Illuminated. yes. So, maybe on Monday I'm going to just check out what goes on in there. No, no, no,
4: listen to the words you used, okay? You said maybe. Maybe. You Babe, know, you're know, right. You said. And then you, maybe I will maybe try to forget it. Here, how about a new vernacular? It goes like this: Monday, I'm getting my feminine behind in there. I'm signing up <laughs> and okay. I'm showing up with sneakers. Now that's like a whoa! That's a new what I call body toed. Give me body 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 That's
3: All right. right, we
1: need a body too Monica, yeah.
3: we are going to hold you to that. We're going to check in Monday. Make sure you did that. We're talking to Dr. Pamela Peek. Her book is Body for Life, and it's a new DVD. Now on your DVD, I did the workout last night. It's just five-pound hand weights. Is that enough, too? That's enough
4: to start women out. The majority of women, when they look at the Body for Life for Women DVD, are going to see that um, we started out at a very elemental level. However, if you look in my book as a backup, you're going to see that you can actually do much more than that, Um, and there are a lot of creative ways to be able to do that. You could take a chair and you could do some fantastic triceps dips on that little baby. You know, I
2: have so many fitness books at this point. I could use those as weights, I think, Dr. <laughs> 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 just lifting your book, all the books we get, up and down, up and down. If I just did a little of that, I could be on the right track. <laughs> but, you know, but you're
4: know, you actually right. You know, just try to keep it incredibly simple. One other thing that was brought up by you guys yeah. is also this issue of, you know, how long. We, we brought up this issue of 12 weeks
1: in the right, book. Right, right,
4: exactly. you read the book... And if you listen to the DVD very closely, because the DVD, the majority of the DVD is actually not the workout. It's actually me explaining week by week what's going on with you. Hounding us. Hounding us (laughs) to keep going. Okay. okay. Now now stop. Nurturingly. Nurturingly. Okay. Okay. I believe that. And with a little kick-ass in there, too. (laughs) Now, here's the deal. The grand majority of women need to be able to understand that there is no end or beginning. This twelve-week thing. What right. you do is you cycle through endless numbers of twelve-week cycles. So what that you do is say in the well, that front- does sound awful. <laughs> I got to tell
3: you, I'm much more comfortable with twelve weeks. Why? Well, twelve
4: weeks. You know, if you establish a very powerful foundation for doing things right, that's great, but then you spend another 12 weeks, another 12, just refining it. Okay. Just just continuously refining, refining, because that's what you do all the rest of your life anyway. Mm -hmm. All I'm doing is arbitrarily playing around with a number. You don't even have to do that. Take that 12 weeks and run with it, and then come back to those specific segments that are tough and challenging and troubling to you. Maybe that one thing about portions, you're so right on with the physical activity but then you know the eating things looking a little you know shaky the late late night eating when you've got that menage a trois you ben and jerry <laughs> o'clock at night, you know, and, and for some mystic, mystical reason you can't get it right with the stress over eating late at night all right fine keep coming back to that one thing that's what we that's what all of these resources are all about that's why it's never all done nor should it ever be in 12 weeks but it's a great time to lay down a groundwork.
3: Okay, Dr. Peek. <laughs> All
6: right, Dr.
3: Pamela Peak, thank you for being here. Monica, you sound it's good,
6: right? She pumps yeah, up. Yeah, I'm motivated. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go on Monday morning. Thanks All right. Okay. No excuses.
1: Get no out of excuses. the car.
3: <laughs> All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us later on in the show. We have Sheila's Entertaining. Sheila, would you do this Match week? point. Woody Allen. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you mm-hmm. thought of that. And we're going to talk about some of the new laws in different states for 2006 and what do you think ought to be a law? We're well, the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us.
5: We are the Satellite Sisters. We're five real sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan, here with my sisters Liz Dolan, Leanne Dolan, Julie Dolan, and Monica Dolan. And, hey, we want to welcome Sacramento, California's all-new Talk City, 1240 a.m., K-S-A-C. Welcome to the show. If you're wondering who we
3: are and what's going on here, you can always go to our website at SatelliteSisters.com. Monica? Whoa. Whoa, What what is that? that? Okay.
6: I love that fanfare. It's the sound of uh, the cowbells, and it's time for the Olympic desk. (laughs) I just want everyone to know that I have been assigned the Olympic desk. I had to fight my sisters for this. (laughs) We're going to be reporting on all things Olympic coming up and through the games, which start February 10th. You know, we all love the Winter Olympics. All the Dolans do. Mm -hmm. We attended many fine Olympic games, didn't we, Liz? We We have. We went to Lake Placid with no tickets and no hotel room. We were at Salt Lake. That's where I got the (laughs) Olympic cowbell. So that is an official (laughs) Olympic cowbell. It's essential. You need a cowbell, whether you're standing on the side of the mountain or sitting at home on your couch watching the (laughs) events on TV. So I'm gonna bring you Olympic news. And this week, the Wall Street Journal reported that apparently a lot of people don't have Olympic fever (laughs)
7: yet. Because What's there with are, those people? Yeah,
6: because there are piles of event tickets, plane
3: tickets, and
6: hotel rooms available.
3: I I can't believe that, Monica. How many hotel rooms could there be in Torino, Italy? About 12? <laughs> well, I can't believe there are piles of hotel rooms. There.
6: I think here's the catch. The Wall Street Journal said there were 2,000 hotel rooms free, but I don't think
1: they're all in Torino. And
6: oh. They may not I even be in Italy.
1: Oh. See, that's Monica, don't you think that's a problem? People don't know whether to book into Torino or Turin. What is it? <laughs> right, well, you know, Where what, Gina, are you supposed to go to watch these Olympics? Well, you know what,
6: Julie? Because it's called the Torino Organizing Committee for the game, I'm going to refer to it as Torino. Okay. I, I may slip okay. back into Turin a few times. You know, last month I sort of investigated going because I was really starting to get the pre-Olympic fever. And the closest I could come to staying in, for the games was Geneva, Now, that isn't even the correct country. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. Geneva is not in Italy. But I guess the Torino organizing committee, they're so down that there's so many tickets left. They've started this new ad campaign, and here's their slogan being there is different
2: well that's true isn't it i mean it having true. been it, there we it, know it, there are some events that are better on tv but a lot of events it's you got to be there right
6: skating speed skating certainly some of the alpine sports like slalom and giant slalom are great now one year liz we did see the men's downhill but- not so great as a spectator that's <laughs> so great. you were standing on the side of the mountain where it's very cold <laughs> and the, the skiers are just flying by you. It's just, it, it's and that. we
2: were in the middle of the course. You have no idea who they are. You don't see the start, which is very dramatic. You don't see the finish, which is very dramatic. You don't know what their time was, which is very dramatic. You don't know what the standings were, which is right. very dramatic. You're just standing on the hill with the cowbell. <laughs> but, Liz, just,
6: being there is different. Yeah. It absolutely is different, and it's worth it. They say that there's only 60% of the tickets for this year's Winter Olympics are sold because people have Olympic fatigue now
2: i don't know how that could be i don't believe that that's not true i
6: don't uh, you can still get tickets i know for the ladies figure skating final that's about fifteen hundred dollars okay that's a little pricey but that'll be well worth it so if you're thinking of going that was the time. Ty. All right, Mom.
2: Remember when we all drove to Lake Placid for those? God, Olympics, I will never it forget. It was so that Leon could attend <laughs> the pairs final in Lake Placid. That's right. For my fifteenth birthday, all I wanted to see was Ty and Randy win that gold medal.
3: <laughs> so and we, we pulled, all know
2: what happened. We pooled our funds, and out of the four of us who drove up there. Leon got to go in. That's right. The rest of us watched it in a bar. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I was
5: imitating Anna Maria Moser-Peral, I think. Right. The French the skier who
1: had won a couple of
6: medals. <laughs> Sheila started telling people that's who she was. Oh,
1: boy. yeah. Uh, well, it's Monica, different being there. Monica, I know where there is Olympic fever, and that's in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, because I was there all week. I did not. I just want you to know I did not win a wild card spot (sighs) in the dramatic aerial competition. But that's what they had in Steamboat. So they had the trials going on there. That's great. The uh, Olympic trials in Steamboat. They were so dramatic. You and that is one of those events where. They are really jumping off these ramps and doing these twists and turns and full double fulls and back fulls. That's that's what it's called. And they're going sixty two feet in the air. So yeah. you, it's just the most it, dramatic thing to see. So well, that
6: that was the event Liz and I saw at the Salt Lake Games. <laughs> Again, the final of the Aerials, which is it's a fantastic event. And thrilling.
1: So so the winner, Emily Cook, who won the female spot, very dramatic story. She had made she got a berth on the two thousand two team and then missed the last last two black got injured and and has missed the last two seasons so she came back she won a spot oh wow she was crying her mother was crying her father was crying i was crying <laughs> when she made the team and then the second one was another local boy ryan saint Ange, who had gone to school in steamboat springs He made the team. Do you know Steamboat Springs, Colorado has sent more Winter Olympians to the Winter Olympics than any other town in America. It was not my my year for aerial competition, (laughs) perhaps. Did you try to jump in?
3: (laughs) Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
4: Feature, I'm a rock and roller. She's a science teacher. I send her looks, they don't reach her. She does not know I'm in love with her. La la la, I'm in love with the four eyed girl. She knows how to move
2: me now. She knows how.
5: Retaining Sheila, and this week it's the new Woody Allen movie, Match Point. Starring Scarlett, I'm the luckiest 21-year-old girl in America, Johansson, (laughs) and Jonathan Rhys-Meyers. I don't know if you know him. He was in the Made for TV Elvis movie.
2: I did not see that, Sheila.
5: He has not stopped swaggering since that movie. (laughs) Is that good? Very interesting. Well, we'll get to that. Well, it's in theaters now. You've seen the provocative trailer...
3: I
2: haven't and, actually, and I don't oh, know. I've seen it a hundred times. And
5: I don't know if you've heard that it's getting great reviews. Yes, it is. I yes. heard that. <laughs> and note to Ao Scott: Were you jet lagged when you saw <laughs> Match Point? I mean, were you? Does tra- that mean you didn't like it? Were you flying home from Prague after a four-hour layover in Frankfurt <laughs> when you cranked out that glowing review last week? I mean, you have a responsibility as a reviewer for the New York Times, <laughs> as opposed to me. Who just needs to fulfill my weekly popcorn (laughs) quotient and Sprite and snow caps and goopers. And as opposed to me who has no responsibility <laughs> and opposed to me who has no reputation to uphold. <laughs> that's true. And as opposed to me who has questionable standards as a critic in Hollywood. <laughs> but before I get to my review of Match Point, I need to take care of some entertaining Sheila business. Oh, yes, I do. I got my be? first email of the year, and that's one more than last year. <laughs> and Randy Griffith from Louisiana, thank you. Thank you. Your email is going right up on my bulletin board. Right next to my broke back mountain poster. <laughs> because frankly, your praise, Randy, and Heath Ledger's scowl are the only two things that are keeping me going lately. <laughs> And it's been, What did Randy have to say? He said that he really loves my reviews. Oh that's and you nice. know, it's kind of rough for me right now with award season upon us. And just in case you were counting on me to cover the Oscars, Randy, it's not happening because I got my rejection letter in the mail yesterday. Oh and the Ouch. annual events. Oh, From Sheila. the Oscar the same one I've received four years in a row. Apply, reject. Apply, reject. Apply, lie, reject. <laughs> and you know what? I am done with Oscar. You've heard of the IOC? Well, uh I-A-D-W-O, I am done with Oscar, okay?
2: I am done. Whatever the acronym for that would be,
5: you're in. And speaking of credential committees, I did receive an acceptance email, Randy, from SAG a day late. Thank you very much, stating I was free to come and cover their 4 a.m. nominations (laughs) announcement. And I'm so sorry, SAG, I was asleep. And I was dreaming of what I would be wearing to the Independent Spirit Awards, the only group who has ever welcomed me in daylight (laughs) to partake of a free media buffet in regular clothes. And I love you, Independent Spirit Awards. Sheila, you are an independent spirit, so that seems fitting Yes, in my opinion, you are the Oscars of award ceremonies. And what does SAG stand for anyway? Self-adulating groupies? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, match point. All right, match point. Scene Match Point ended my personal 13-year boycott of Woody Allen. At boycott? Woody Allen? The darling of Khan this year? The king of New York cinema? Well, I boycotted Woody Allen along with a lot of my fellow satellite sisters yes, and good, brothers good, good work. because he married Read his, his daughter. daughter. Okay, people? <laughs> okay. His daughter. And entertaining Sheila does not accept that. He married his Daughter, <laughs> and our mother boycotted him too. I think when Sunny appeared the first time in the evening news, our mother's response was, "That's just, that's just, that's just," and that was 1992. <laughs> all right, and I had a good 13-year boycott going. And I should have known that thirteen was unlucky. I should not have broken the boycott. Oh no. except the real Woody Allen movie I did see was in nineteen the last one was in nineteen ninety nine and I didn't tell anybody. Okay. And that was Sweet. We and, all slip well all I saw I saw okay. Sweet and Low Down because at the time I had a little crush on Samantha Morton, okay, right. along with a lot of people. <laughs> and I know I was boycotting his films, but there was a big scene at the end of Sweet and Low Down at the Bar Chumleys on Bedford Street, and I was living in Greenwich Village at the time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of pressure on me to see the movie and so I lied to my friend John last night he when he asked me did you end your boycott you didn't end the boycott did you have seen match point and I lied and I said no I haven't (laughs) but I did see match point why because I fell for the provocative trailer and let me tell you nothing happens in the movie in terms of the (laughs) sex scenes okay because it's Woody Allen all right and then I fell for the London setting I fell for that but it might as well have been a pre-war building, four-bedroom on Central Park West, Liz. <laughs> his Be- usual <laughs> sights. It's the same sickening, upper-class worship in, the, in all of his movies. And I fell for the cute Irish actor, Jonathan Rhys-Meyers, Myers, all right? But I'm telling you, nothing happens in this movie. I I think, okay, think the talented I Mr. Ripley. I thought it was a romance.
2: I thought it was a thriller. A, the the, the uh, a
5: trailer it does look edgy. 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 Think talented Mr. Ripley meets crimes and misdemeanors. Without the crimes, the misdemeanors, or the talent. (laughs) Oh, no! And the audience was laughing because they did not know what else to do, especially during the ridiculous Dostoevsky-inspired climax scene. So you have two-plus hours of characters you could care less about. Oh, ouch. But then you care about them after the movie ends, you just feel sorry for them that they were in a Woody Allen movie (laughs) because he married his daughter. (laughs) How is it okay that a man (laughs) marries his daughter and still makes movies? How is that okay? I don't know. I don't know. He is sick. He is so, so done. All right? (laughs) Reese Myers plays a former tennis bro who falls into London Upper Class Society. He meets Scarlett Johansson who's engaged to one of his tennis clients and they begin a very uninteresting flirtation. And so begins the tangled web of lies, deceit, and seduction. And actually, that's not what happened at all. That's what I wanted to happen. I wanted the lies and deceit and seduction. And the only lies, deceit, and seduction that was going on was A.O. Scott, who steered me (laughs) to this movie. He lied and deceived me. He seduced me. Sheila,
2: you can't blame the critic. It's just one man's opinion. Manola Manola D'Argus would would not have done that. Manola!
5: Manola! Manola! (laughs) So what begins in this movie and what continues is just a flat, predictable, lifeless tale of random encounters with some really nice interior shots. (laughs) (laughs) And Woody can still do interiors. God. That was a good movie. (laughs) Okay. Manhattan was a good movie. Hannah and Her Sisters was a good movie, Henny Hall, but that was before he He married married his daughter. daughter. (laughs) Okay, so it just, it used to make me angry about the Woodman, but now it's just depressing, (laughs) and it's maddening that people are still going to his films, and if I feel if I can just stop one person, Randy, to go see Match Point, I feel like I've done my job, (laughs) all right? And I just think the whole... You're
2: feeling an obligation now, Sheila. You're feeling responsibility. Right. This is a whole new you for 2006. I've never seen
5: such self-righteousness, Sheila. It's excellent. (laughs) Right, (laughs) You know, it's just, it's reminiscent, I guess, of that popular genre of drama from the 18th century in which socialites married their grandchildren, thus sentencing them to generations of shame and loathing. That's what's happening
2: to Woody Allen. Did (laughs) you you take
5: that from A.S. Scott's review? No, I just made that up. I just totally made that up. I thought that was Dostoevsky. All right. Well, who would like this movie? Well, certainly not my new best friend. And fellow unknown film critic Jürgen Faust, <laughs> who I found on the internet, Jürgen, thank you very much. He started his review by saying, "Woody Allen is back with the worst movie of the year." Very good, Jürgen. I love what you said. And you know, Jürgen, I'm with you. I love your point. But if you're going to make a statement like it's the worst movie I've seen all year, and it's January, Jürgen, <laughs> it kind of takes risky. away the sting. All right. <laughs> It's like when I said that it, In the Cut was the best Meg Ryan movie of 2002, and she hadn't made any movies that year. And because of the movie In the Cut, she didn't make any movies for the rest of the year. All right. But I hear you, Jürgen. And I was wondering, are you going to the Independent Spirit Awards, Jürgen? Are you interested in hitting the buffet line with me? Let me know. All right. My sister rating. Okay. On a scale of one to five sisters. Yes. I'd have to give it a one sister for the medium popcorn, which I've upgraded to, by the way. <laughs> what you did From you the you small, small? Went okay. from the small to the medium. Yeah. I actually went with a friend, and I feel that that's, that is a good idea because I can upgrade to the medium and not feel guilty. Oh, All right. because you
2: pretend to share.
5: I pretend oh, I to see. share. Uh-huh. But the, the truth is the medium was devoured by me. Okay. And because the tub was empty, empty within 20 minutes, I'm going to have to take away that sister. Okay? <laughs> so match point, no sisters.
2: Zero. Wow. wow. Have you
5: ever given a zero before? No, no. And let's just make it clear. Because he <laughs> married his, <laughs> his daughter. All right. course Sheila. Harsh. Well, you know, I would just, I need to stop people yeah. right now. So you have any plans for this week? What are you going to see coming up? Well, um, I did, um, I was planning on seeing a few films this week, Liz. I don't want to give away. Make it, it a away. big surprise. Yes. I'm sorry I asked. I didn't mean to pry. <laughs> I know that it's sort of day to day for you. Well, but- I heard The New World is very good with oh. Colin Farrell.
3: Yes. All right. I know that might be the worst trailer ever produced, <laughs> but, but it could I do be a like good movie. Terrence Malick movies. I I've do enjoy the three that have come out in the last forty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us.
5: Welcome to Our Lives We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan, here with my sisters Liz Dolan, Leon Dolan, Julie Dolan, and Monica Dolan. Our website, by the way, is SatelliteSisters.com. And if you want to write to us, our address is sisters at
2: SatelliteSisters.com. Liz? Sheila, it's the first weekend of the new year, right? We've had like a full week now of 2006. <laughs> okay. And if you don't mind my saying so, there's already been some backsliding among the sisters that some of our resolutions are less resolute than they probably should have been. So- I haven't
3: even gotten a few off the ground, Oh, Frankly, really? They were, yeah, I didn't even like make any attempts. I'm re-upping I think you, this right, weekend. I think, you had,
2: I think you have a
1: grace period, Liz, to just sort of ease into 2006. <laughs> okay. There's no hard and fast rule January 1. Things have to really start happening.
2: Okay, Julie. Well, I have someone here who's going to give us, you know, a little bit of motivation to get out of the grace period and into the actual mm-hmm. official year. Debbie Ford is a life coach and best-selling author author of The Best Year of Your Life. Why not make 2006 the best year of your life? Debbie, welcome to Satellite Sisters. Thanks. Okay, now here's what you wrote in your book. Your best year is not about getting all the things you think you need to be happy. It's not about finishing that project or finding the love of your life or losing those 20 pounds. It's not about getting out of debt or landing a new job. If it's not about those things, Debbie, what would it possibly be about?
8: (laughs) I know. Isn't that why we're all here? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I really realized that from coaching, really, hundreds of thousands of people that every year stuff's going to happen. And every year we're not going to get what we want. So what do we really need to be happy? It's not things. Most of us who have a lot of things know that when we finally got those things, it was, happiness wasn't
2: there. Mm. I wouldn't mind a few things. Sheila wants things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's Stick to stuff. that, Sheila. <laughs> and then live it, plan it, dream it. Or whatever, dream it, plan it, live it. Well, that's really the
8: second chapter of the book when we talk about fantasy because the fantasy is one day when I finally get those things, oh, I'm going to feel so great. But the book is really about how can I develop myself into somebody that I really desire to be so no matter what happens, let's say a parent dies or a child gets sick or your husband leaves you, that no matter what happens, at the end of the year, you're inspired by who you are. Because I'm going to assert that when you are inspired by yourself, when you like yourself, and you think you're worthy, then you do create what you desire. Oh, All right, we have
3: to work on ourselves.
8: <laughs> yes. We didn't think it was going to be that
3: complicated.
1: <laughs> See, really, I just wanted to transform my husband. I feel like if I work on him, then yeah. I will be happier.
3: Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about It's personalization Liz for yeah. millions of possible formulas only one is uniquely Leans okay and I'm I'm using it mm-hmm. prose isn't just better for you it's also better for the planet Liz they're a certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my
2: hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah, the hair is... Important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so
3: confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea.
2: Fundamentally, Debbie, this is Liz. Honestly, can we really change our stripes? Like every year, I start the year by saying, I am going to be a more organized person. And I'm telling you, well, my sisters can witness, if you took a look (laughs) at my apartment, At the end of 2005, you might conclude that I didn't really pull that one off again this year.
8: Okay, Liz, can I coach you real quick? Because it's really much simpler than it seems. Okay. It's
2: about garbage bags? Is it something (laughs) as simple as that, Debbie?
8: Okay. It's maybe not that simple, but it's simple, Liz. Tell me what kind of person would be organized. What's the quality of a person that would be organized?
2: Well, uh, you mean like uh, efficient or like they care?
5: (laughs) (laughs) But you care, and you're efficient, Liz. You just have a totally messy system. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Which, uh, so what are you hinting at, Debbie, that uh, I don't hinting... really want to be organized? No, no, no.
8: I'm not hinting at that. I'm hinting that there's a quality that's lying dormant in you. Does one of your
2: sisters have it? Is anyone organized? Looking around, not so much. Julie's she- pretty she- organized. She- I'm pretty
1: organized. So yep. you don't want to be me, Liz. Is that it?
2: <laughs> no, but let's
8: look at what is the quality that has one be organized? Because being organized is birthed out of some quality, like feeling good about yourself or wanting to be Mm -mm. impeccable or needing order or what kind of person. I'm looking for the quality because, Liz, you're right, to try to manage yourself that's what you're saying and that's what most people do oh i said i was going to lose this 20 pounds for the last five years i said i was going to put some money away for my retirement i said i was going to clean my desk i'm not getting there no we're working on outer and my work is all about how do we mix the inner and the outer because if you could find the quality that you would need like if you knew you had that quality you would and it was strong in you you would be able to clean Mm -hmm. up your desk and maybe one of the things you could do this week is call i'm stumped
5: don't even know what that quality I do, would I be. would like to clean up your desk, Liz. If okay, you, if, I would be
2: fine with you. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, That's great. That's not actually working on me, right, Debbie? Is that what you were about to say?
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, yes, okay, so she'll clean off your desk, and I don't have any problem with that. In fact, I think you should get someone or an organizer to help you the first time, but you'll never keep it like no, that. No, it's all about the backsliding you, with me, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you develop this quality.
2: In you, you know what it is? I think that I am such a natural procrastinator that my desk just naturally reflects my, my instinct to, like, oh, I'll do that later. And so it builds up and builds up and builds up. Okay, so I well, guess I- the quality I'm looking for is someone who will get stuff done. How about self-motivating? Ta- take charge. Take charge. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Liz, I've never seen you. Liz, I've never. It's not even procrastination. I've never even seen you put anything away.
2: (laughs) I think that's true. I think I'm all. I I like
8: my stacks. Okay. I think I can help you. Yeah. So probably if you've never put anything away. And I hope I don't insult you, Liz, because you sound wonderful. We would probably say one of the qualities that you do
2: have is that you're a slob. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that's totally fair. I just, like this show. And that's why I, That's why I think I need to embrace that, Debbie. Is that what you're driving at? Um,
8: yeah, well, two things. One, you've got to embrace, God, I am really a slob. Yeah. I'm really a slob, okay? Say
2: that again. <laughs> I am
8: really a slob. Do I have to say it, Sheila? I'm a slob.
2: I've known that about myself for a long time. Good. And can you love yourself, Liz, even though you're a slob? No, hug yourself, Liz. Hug,
8: <laughs> hug yourself and say it. I'm really a slob. Uh But seriously, because a lot of us have judgment on,
2: like, I'm a slob, Liz, just so you know. Yeah.
8: I am a slob. Oh, I don't
2: believe that for one second, Debbie (laughs) Ford. You know what? We're all slobs.
8: (laughs) I have somebody who comes in. I decided early on I needed to make enough money so that I could have somebody clean up, because I would rather do other things than handle being a slob.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
8: But then at some point I developed, I saw, but I'm going to ask you first, what would be the opposite of somebody who's sloppy?
2: Somebody who's neat. Well, Sheila just raised her hand. Like, she would like
8: to
5: volunteer herself as yeah, like, my role quality.
2: model in this area.
5: I think I'm very neat. I neat. think I, I've I've
2: always enjoyed order, yes. um, balance. Um, Here's the conundrum, Debbie. I'm like a slob and yet highly productive. You're a highly versus productive the neat person. <laughs> who, I, I don't know. I don't want to point any fingers, but.
5: I make. I try to make it look like I'm working, but I'm really not. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. My point. Everything is put away. Okay, but Liz, because she's not working on anything, Debbie.
8: Okay, but forget about your sisters for right now, because that isn't going to help you, even though that feels so much better than looking at yourself. (laughs)
2: Yes, it does. It does, right? I (laughs) love. That's the whole spirit of satellite sisterhood.
8: Thank you. Oh God, I love that. I could join right in. So neat. I'm gonna. I'm gonna assert that Sheila was right. That's a quality that you need to develop. Yes, it is. So you could wake. Up, this is why I would give you your homework for the next twenty eight days because I'm a coach, that's what we do. it's all about action yeah what give do one thing each day to develop the neat part of you yeah
1: okay
2: and, you know, oh I gotta watch this. <laughs> We are going to chart this. Well, you know what this. I'm doing, Debbie? I'm moving. so I just, I've just i lost control oh. of my current home, so I was thinking if I just, if I move, then it will force me to throw away half the stuff, pack the rest of it. I can have a clean slate next month because I'll be in a whole new apartment.
8: That is a great place to start. Just start throwing everything out. Less is more, and really? slobs need to have less. Yes. Really, my house is people come in and they'll go, oh, my God, but it's just I don't have a lot of stuff because right. a lot
2: of stuff for a slob is overwhelming. I, I have less and less stuff every year, and it's still too much. I don't know what it is. I've well, lost control. I think
8: it's need. I think, and and you might want to
2: look, since is one of your sisters need? She yeah, has. Sheila, actually, and she lives a couple blocks from me, so I might be able to accept some advice from Sheila in the yes. And I might
5: and be that. able to accept a monetary
2: fee to help <laughs> clean you up. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest is Debbie Ford. Her book is The Best Year of Your Life. We're working on my slobbiness, but next up, Leanne. The overcommitter, serious case of what was diagnosed earlier in the show debut is helium hand. <laughs> Somebody asked for volunteers. Leon has two helium hands. She's in. So when we come back, how to how to uh, fix that problem? Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
5: The Satellite Sisters, I'm Sheila Dolan, and I'm here with my sisters, Leanne Dolan, Liz Dolan, Julie Dolan, and Monica Dolan. Liz?
2: Sheila, it's the first weekend of the new year, and i got to say, looking at myself and my sisters, there's already been some backsliding in the New Year's resolution area. And, you know, it really, with all this New Year's resolution talk, it begs the question, can you really change your stripes? That's why we turn to an expert, Debbie Ford. She's a life coach and best-selling author of the book, The Best Year of Your Life, Dream It, planet live it. We have already established that I am a slob and that It's <laughs> really a breakthrough for <laughs> us. It is a breakthrough. I'm embracing my inner slob now, Debbie, and that I need to start by just doing one thing a day to de-junk my life. We're now moving on to my little sister Leanne. Leanne, how would you describe your Challenge to debbie Ford
3: well, I think i 'm a classic overcommitter i 'm a working mom of two, Debbie. I have two little boys. I have a new puppy, uh, and I want to have a husband in a house, and the puppy was optional right Let's puppy just... op- totally <laughs> I just... optional. I opted in didn 't have to do it i 'm also very involved on the PTA at my kids' school, and I just debbie keep raising my hand to do other stuff and now that I have a really increased workload. I'm starting to starting to resent the commitments I've already made. I'm a loser, Debbie. What is the matter with me?
8: <laughs> well, you're just very human. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Okay, this is the- this is something that a lot of people suffer with. They mm-hmm. just got too much on their plate, which is a setup for failure. So what kind of person volunteers, when you already have enough on your plate, uh, wants to do more? Remember, we're looking at the inner and the outer. Okay. So in the outer world, you could set some boundaries, right? You could say, I'm not going to be on the PTA. You could do some things like that. But you need to shift something in your inner world because uh, what Liz keeps asking is, can we change our stripes? We yeah. can only change them if we change them internally. Externally, it's a habit. It's They're hard to change habits.
3: Okay, so what, what, I, what, I is, know the what answer. is your motivation I know the answer. for, uh, for kind of committing to this stuff? I like to be helpful. <gasps> okay, good.
5: Oh, Sheila's, what is that, Sheila? Well, there's another word for it. And it begins with the letter M, and it rhymes with barter. <laughs> 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 the the martyr. I'm but only kidding. Em- I don't think em- I'm
3: a em- martyr because I don't do it to sort of draw attention to myself. Maybe you I... don't think you do. Okay. No. I right, no, right, You right. know what? Liz just...
8: likes to be. Okay. Part wait, wait, of the team. wait. 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 Let me get in. Okay. Yes, you probably are a bit of a martyr. Whenever we say I'm not that, it usually is a hint that we wouldn't like ourselves with that. But we're all have a little bit of martyr. Okay. So let. let Marta B. but i get something like good girl like good girls yes, yes.
3: Thank you very much, Debbie. That's much better. I was Miss Wyanagonic. Let's remember, several years <laughs> running in camp. I was voted camper of the year. I have always been a teacher's pet. I've always been the student body vice, you know, vice president. And, of course, I will be running all of my college reunions in perpetuity. So I think it's that and not, uh, not more.
8: Not the M word. Uh, Sorry, okay. Leanne. All okay. Right. You like that better, so let's go with that for this time. Okay. okay. So good girl. So now this is the hard part. You may, you're may you not going to like this part. Is it okay if I say it anyway? All right, go ahead. You
2: called me a slob, Debbie. I don't know why all of a sudden you're so sensitive about Liam's feelings. Because she's a good girl. Oh. <laughs> we're always,
8: we're never driven. Humans are not driven to become things. We're not driven to become good girls and need and loving and kind. We're driven by what we don't want to be. And that's what we always have to make peace with to change our inner world. So what would if you're a good girl what is it that you wouldn't want to be? Well oh,
3: she-
8: I I, I, Sheila. I, I, I <laughs>
3: <laughs> Okay. No. This is getting me now. I'm trying please. I've only got 10 a above few it. minutes. I I you know I wouldn't want to be one of those people that's lets somebody else do the work. I like to I I wouldn't want to be someone who's not connected. You'd like to pull your own weight. I, yeah. I you know, a bad girl.
8: A bad girl. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. So if you could really feel that I mean I know we're laughing and everything but if you could be okay with god you are you've probably been a bad girl a lot in your life right me yeah She's no, I don't think that. so. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think oh, I no. have. No. No, she's not. never been a bad girl? No, Leon like, a taken the toy when it wasn't hers? Or... Here's the
2: deal, Debbie. Leon is the youngest of eight. She learned uh, from our mistakes. Uh, so she's wily about that. She learned to, like, get away with things, and she watched us <laughs> do bad things, and she learned kind of not to do that.
3: I'm okay. a very responsible, good citizen. I really am not that much okay. of a she, bad girl. She but puts you know her what? grocery
8: carts away, for goodness <laughs> sake. Nobody does that. <laughs> All right, so this is what your homework is for the next 28 days. Okay. You're going to have to develop that bad girl inside of you. Okay. What What is that? I want to say because the bad girl – see, when you say, you know what, I can't show up for this or I can't take anything on, my I'm already full – for you, that's going to be you being a bad girl. Okay. Le- I can you help that? you with that, Leanne. Okay. I, ha- I help
5: Liz with being neat. I can help you with being a bad girl. Sheila is excellent at blowing <laughs> off
8: responsibilities.
2: <laughs> yes. That would be that would be useful.
8: Yeah. When you can't, you, you want to have the balance. See, we're all trying to get rid of one side and only be the other side, but we need to have the balance because for you, being a bad girl is going to be setting healthy boundaries. Okay. Do you yeah, get that?
3: Yeah, I get that now. I, I thought you needed me to do something illegal <laughs> or immoral, which was <laughs> (laughs) start smoking or wearing
1: black leather or or sneaking
3: out at midnight and I wasn't (laughs) going to be able to do that but I I know, I I understand that idea that I do, I feel like I'm letting everybody down if I'm not the one person in a room of a hundred that volunteers to run something. Yeah, and
8: and that you've got to embrace that you are going to be a disappointment and let people down, especially if you've been the good girl (laughs) and taken everything on, you are going to be that so if you can make peace, it's all about making peace with your humanity I mean, we're human and to
2: i love their steaks i love their scallops the scallops are really good and the chicken thighs
3: all good i'm ready that's right butcher box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust it's 100 percent grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting.
2: Pull towards badness, Leanne. Yeah. Give into it. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're talking to Debbie Ford. Her book is The Best Year of Your Life. She's a life coach, and she's sort of getting us over a couple of our mm-hmm. hurdles. So, Leanne, can you do it? Can you be bad? Yeah, I think I, think
3: I can, because you know what? I've reached a breaking point. Like, I just can't. I can't. I'm not enjoying...
8: What Debbie, I is that what it takes anymore. for
2: real change? I yeah. know you say that it's 28 days, but I've changed for 28 days in my past and then changed right back.
8: Yeah, real change takes the inner, but I want to show something to you, Leah. That You already are being a bad girl. Do you know who you're being bad to? Who? Who? Me, yes. You're so- oh.
3: You,
8: the only person that you're really in charge of. Okay. Because you get it.
3: Yeah. We already are that. I do. When I had to deliver twenty gift back baskets to the <laughs> staff and administration at my children's school on December twenty third, I was like, I have reached the low point. <laughs> I, I have. Even- that's
2: what everybody wants, like a
3: bitter helper. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, I. This- Here are your damn baskets. <laughs> <laughs> it just is no fun anymore. I didn't get, like, a single gift for my family. <laughs> I didn't send out the Christmas cards on time. I was yeah, like, what girl, am I girl. doing? What so am I doing? You're being
8: a good girl somewhere, okay. so you didn't have to look at that. Okay. All right, we, Debbie. We need to get exhausted like, Ugh, oh, I can't do this one more day. Let me see what I would have to develop because that's all it is. It's developing new parts of ourselves and giving up our resistance to being human because our human self would say, "Ugh, I don't want to be a bad girl. Or look at my sisters. They're all bad girls. I don't want to be like that. Most of us looked at our parents and we saw things. We said, I don't want to be like that. And then as we get older, we say, oh, my
2: God, I'm exactly like that. Mm-hmm. All right, Debbie Ford, thank you so much. You know what? We're going to you- – I would like to have you over to my home in three months so you can see I'm still a slob, but I'm just okay with it now. How's that? No, go for neat this year. If or- Sheila hasn't fully cleaned up my whole operation, <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Debbie. Debbie Thank is the you. author of the new book, The Best Year of Your Life. Dream it, plan it, live it. I feel like we could stay on top of some of these goals. Don't you think, sister? Yeah, no, I'm determined
3: this year. I just I can't have another year just another. say just say no. I want to help you, I need some balance. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters if you want any information about any of the guests we've talked about or the books we've talked about, you can always go to satellitesisters.com. It's all there on our homepage. Coming up in the next hour, some of the new laws for 2006 from state to state. And what do you think ought to be a law? There should be a law for this. 866-33-sister is our number. Stay with us.
5: Satellite sisters, welcome. I'm Sheila Dolan, and I'm here in Los Angeles with my sisters, Leanne Dolan and Liz Dolan, Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. Julie Dolan is in Denver, Colorado. Our phone number here, by the way, is 866-33-SISTER. That's 866-337-4783. Liam. She'll certainly the biggest story
3: of the week was the mining tragedy at the Sago mine in West Virginia. I know people were glued to the TV following that over the hours that the miners were trapped and the news that they were alive and then the news that they were in fact right. all, all 12 of them had died and only one survivor was coming out alive. It was just so awful the way that unfolded. It was and you know it So much of the media focus was on sort of the the communication problem and what happened there and trying to unravel that. I think when the notes that the miners had written started to surface, it really focused my attention back on the tragedy that had happened. Right. The victims,
1: the families. Exactly. There seemed to be, Leanne, a lot of uh, the first morning when uh, When the news broke, or you know early morning that the minors in fact were were dead, I think there was this immediate blame game going on right that instead of focusing on the families, on the victims on the so- sole survivor. there was this you know who placed the cell phone call to the church and you know um, following and I mean, the right. communication Which trail. Which is really it, beside the
3: point, It, it was, and I think that's why when you start to read those notes that the miners left for their family, just so simple, the notes, I'm just going to sleep, don't worry, it's not that bad, I love you, see you on the other side. They were just so simple and so poignant. D- didn't
2: it make you really think about what that moment would be like if you were that person? You know, when you think yeah. about the people in airplane crashes that have done that, or these minors, or so many of those phone calls on nine eleven. to think that you might know that your end is coming. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wonder whether, whether you would want to know, whether it's, you know, in some ways... It would just be awful to have to put your thoughts down in a moment like that, to have to say goodbye. But I suppose it gives you some solace or certainly I think when these family see some of these notes – some of what was written down must make them feel better. Right. I would think so. I mean, but there still was, I think there was this expectation that a miracle was going to happen,
1: that they were going to get the miners out. You know, I, I Well, there was Moscow. a mining
5: accident a few years ago
1: where the miners did survive. Right. In right. Pennsylvania. Right. Exactly. And certainly living, you know, living abroad when a mining accident happens in China or in Russia or in other parts of the world, they don't have the same kind of mining safety that we do in the U.S. I don't think they have the same kind of rescue Response that they did at the Sago mine. Oh, well, so, think, I think
3: about those was, guys on that Russian submarine talking right, about rescue response. Right, right, right. Yes.
2: Yeah, Yes. Right. Well, it's, it, it was that one in particular that got me, Leon, that was on the front page of the paper where he said, I'm just going to sleep. I suppose one of the big questions you would have if you're the family of that person is, Did they suffer? Right. Was it terrible for them in the end? And at least they know at that, least that they was know not now. the case.
3: And, it, and, yeah, and maybe they can move on in some way that is less focused on who
2: happened to call what and when and mm-hmm. and really get to the heart of that tragedy. You know, there was one other thing in the news this week that really made me think a lot about how we react to the news and how sometimes you just have to really stop and think about it in a different way. On Thursday was the deadliest day in Iraq the fourth deadliest day since the war began there were 136 total deaths 11 us troops and then the rest iraqi citizens and you know all this the city names that have become familiar to us karbala ramadi baghdad fallujah there was violence in in all of those cities and when you i find myself now when you hear those headlines on the radio in the morning my clock radio clicks on early and you get the headline news and it's always suicide bombings killed X number or IEDs killed X number and it it almost has gotten to the point where it just washes over you where you don't stop and think about it it's 2 and then it's 3 and then it's 10 and then it's 30 and then it's back to 2 and there was something about 136 that made me stop and think about it on Thursday like you have to think about it every single day right as you hear those headlines and i'm not sure i'm not saying what you need to think about it or how to even process the information but i've kind of started to feel g- guilty that I let it go by me every day without giving it a little bit more thought. It's like when all those 9-11 profiles were running in the New York Times for such a long time after September 11th, I really made a point to stop and read every single one every day because I felt like that was my obligation to those people. And that's kind of the way I started to feel again on Thursday, Mm -hmm. that it's you have to remind yourself to think about it. Uh, because it's because um, people are really paying a price, and and you owe them that. But then, so I was thinking, okay, that was all in Thursday's paper. So I, I went to NewYorkTimes.com dot com to look at what are the most emailed stories of the day, because that's also revealing about just human nature, the, the national pulse. Yeah, up. human nature is you don't necessarily want to think about the bad news. You don't necessarily want to take time out to like think through the implications of big, complicated, dark things. So do you, do you know, on the same day that 136 total deaths were announced in Iraq, the number one most emailed story at NewYorkTimes.com was a recipe for crusty macaroni and cheese. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's
3: so... <laughs> but it was a good... You know what, yeah. though? You
2: can't make that judgment. No, I'm not even...
3: people turn to food and They comfort need comfort food, food. food. And that's more of a story that you would send to your friend. Right. You may register what happened in Iraq, but you would send out the macaroni and cheese story. It's like you need both of those stories in your life. I know. that was a a good recipe. But you spend... (laughs) I have to say. But you spend I cut
2: it out (laughs) as well. I know. And obviously it's just human nature that you spend more time talking to your friends and family about, you know, whether it's macaroni and cheese or just other good, pleasurable things than you do talking about the war.
3: Well, maybe that's why the mining story got so focused on the, you know, the communications and the intrigue part of that because people didn't want to deal with the fact that Twelve people had died, died. right? You know that people. The expectation may have been since the Pennsylvania story that those miners, of course, would be rescued, and this would be more of a feel-good story. And when the, you know the news came that they had actually died and left lots of family and friends behind, mm-hmm. you sort of have to move on to the next thing. Yeah, to people deal naturally with that.
2: gravitate towards things that will give them a little bit of hope. By the way, the number two story, uh, Times dot com that day was about how. Um, small dogs need clothes. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well,
3: it's the winter season. So, okay. All right, coming up next on Satellite Sisters, we're going to talk about some of the new laws of 2006. Some are pretty funny, some are pretty serious, but we want to take your calls on what do you think ought to be a law? Our number 866-33 Sister 866-337-4783. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
5: Satellite sisters and we're gonna be talking laws right now. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters Liz Dolan, Leon Dolan, Julie Dolan, and Monica Dolan. You know, sisters, I was uh, sitting around on my cozy couch and I thought, you know oh, that's what? That's unusual.
4: <laughs> I better Sorry, do some
5: real reading this week. <laughs> so I picked up all the new laws for the new year in California, I was just perusing. It was very like interesting. Volumes of regulations. Yeah, I that's think. shocking, And Sheila. I was thinking, wow, you know, there are a lot of laws. <laughs> there are 729 <laughs> bills that Schwarzenegger signed in 2005. And I was thinking, do you ever sit around with your friends or just think, wow, there ought to be a law that says blah? Yeah. You know? Uh-huh.
1: Anybody? Yes. Any sisters? Well, I have one. You know, yeah, this is Julie, and I live in Russia, but I've been here in the United States. And while in the United States, I've been trying to watch... TV news. I've been trying to turn on the television and find out what's going on in the world. Okay. Yes. I have not been successful. So I think (laughs) there should be a law that news shows must contain at least 80%
2: news. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, let me hear Do you have what some I mean. kind of a hang-up with the uh, Lindsay Lohan update, Julie? E- exactly. What category e- are you putting that in? Exactly. I mean, talking about other
1: TV shows on TV news is not news, okay? <laughs> talking about celebrities' lives, not news. Talking about celebrities' endorsed products, books, DVDs, causes, <laughs> not news. Okay, what I'm looking for is some facts, some countries, some trends, even weather. I'd be happy with <laughs> some real weather. So I think news shows, there should be some labeling law, monitoring system, 80% news.
5: All right. That's a good one. Well, I'm glad our motto is news, talk, and laugh.
2: Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so we're not
5: fully responsible.
1: <laughs> we're like <exactly>. Maximum
2: 33% <laughs> okay. news here.
1: That's, right. Uh, Listen to Satellite Sisters, but then be able to, to go somewhere to find at actual least news. 80% strength okay that's
2: the julie law do you have your own laws that you would like to introduce for 2006 we want to hear about them our number is 866-33-SISTER 866-337-4783 you sit home on your couch and you think there ought to be a law that what let us know 866-33-SISTER well of course
5: this is sheila again i was reading the california laws so some of these were strictly california of course the new paparazzi law Which is pretty serious, actually. Anyone who commits an assault in an attempt to get a photograph of a celebrity or audio or video recording is liable to pay triple damages and give up all the profits from the photograph that they tried to get.
2: That seems pretty, like, a smart thing right. to do. And I was just thinking... Have the paparazzi actually w- been ass- assaulting people? We don't really though? need a paparazzi law
5: here in Portland. No, no not <laughs> in Portland. <laughs> it's
2: not a big paparazzi. Very, presence. very
5: big in California. And, of
2: course, the other one, I think... What they've been doing, Leon, and it's not assault so much, as they've been using their cars to create these car accidents. Okay. And then you get the celebrity jumping out of the car, screaming and yelling, and they get embarrassing photos of that. Oh, th- okay. Isn't that what's that's, been happening, That's Sheila? what it is, Liz. Because I don't watch the news <laughs> on entertainment <laughs> tonight. Right. The way you watch the news on entertainment (laughs) tonight
5: and and speaking of chasing in cars another california law i know you'll appreciate this leanne Mm -hmm. police pursuits this says it encourages police and sheriff's departments to adopt guidelines for when and how suspects will be pursued because i moved to california four years ago and i could not believe the news every night it's just again it's not news
1: it's just watching cars on police pursuits on freeways
2: Well, there have been some serious problems in the past couple of years with high-speed pursuits. High-speed pursuits. With weapons being fired in neighborhoods, too. So that's a pretty serious issue. It's nice to see that's getting addressed. What else is on your list, Sheila?
5: Well, um, this is a good one, Um, and I know it pertains to you, Julie. It pertains to my daughter. (laughs) Body piercing makes it an infraction punishable by $250 to pierce the body of someone younger than 18 without the consent of a parent. Parent or guardian. Parental oh. consent. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that should have been a law. You know, Sheila, that was my
1: advice for my son when he went off to college. I, d- I didn't, didn't ask, Remind
5: us again what it Okay, you told
1: I, it was him. nothing about grades or going to the library. I I had a simple phrase: no piercing, no tattoos. And (laughs) I see, I beg to differ, Julie.
2: You can say whatever you want as a parent, but that's one of those things where I would like to see our lawmakers focus on things that are a little more important. Okay, Liz,
1: it's because you don't have a teenager (laughs) that snuck out of your (laughs) house and got you know got their tongue pierced and then got it infected, and then now Mm -hmm. you have some giant medical bill trying to heal some infected wound on the tongue. (laughs) So just don't talk to me about that.
3: (laughs) All right, Julie. from Los Angeles, you have you have something you think there ought to be a law about. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. What do you think, Julie? What's your law?
8: Well, I wasn't sitting on my comfy couch. I'm driving in my car in Los Angeles, and I hate it that people put their cigarette butts out on the freeway. Streets. What is the matter with that?
3: People just toss it out the window. Yeah, I thought. And, and their cars are so clean and sparkly,
8: and they dirty up our streets and our neighborhoods. It makes it just makes me furious.
2: All right. And that seems like one of those things that probably is already against the law. I think it's littering. There's just not much you can do about it if people just aren't, like, responsible enough to, like, throw away their own stuff in their car. It's
3: a, yeah, it's a law enforcement situation. Julie, I think you're advocating a butt patrol,
2: which, uh,
3: you know, is extra funding. <laughs> That's I, not I what Pamela Peak
2: does. These are cigarette this butts. A, <laughs> this is a high-speed butt <laughs> patrol, though. It's hard on a freeway to stay on top of that.
3: All right. Our number at Satellite Sisters, 866-33-SISTER, eight. 866- Six six three three seven forty
2: seven eighty three. All I, right. There was one, you know, we were talking in two thousand five when the Congress was doing those steroid hearings about maybe they shouldn't waste their time on baseball. Here's another one that I saw, Leon. This is Ted Stevens from Alaska. You know, Senator Ted Stevens. Oh, mm-hmm. he's got a few tricks up his sleeves. He's considering legislation. To limit the size of carry-on luggage, that <laughs> because he has to commute a lot, obviously from Washington to Alaska, That's he's a just long flight. sees a lot of carry-on infractions, violations. a lot of violations. Monica, exactly. Well, so he would like to. He's going to think about legislation to limit what a person can carry. It just seems like there are more important things to, for them to take on than that. Can't the TSA just <laughs> <do, laughs> right, make it the a rule? Or- but when the overhead bins are full
6: and you're getting on and someone's carried three items on, clearly against the rules, then... Monica yeah. is a big traveler. A She's with yeah. Ted Stevens. Again, I put that I, in me.
2: That's an enforcement
1: <clears throat> problem, not a let's write a new rule problem. No, I think violators should be sent to Guantanamo Bay. That's a good <laughs> rule.
3: All right, Rita from Astoria, what new law would you like to see put in place in 2006? I would really love to see that you
8: know the people we vote for cannot buy ads.
3: No ads for political uh, office.
8: You know, if the government funded a very simple ad that both candidates got to use and somebody just fielded three questions to them and they were the same three questions for both candidates... I mean, how much better would that be? You couldn't buy an office.
2: Okay, Rita for president. That's what I say, (laughs) Rita. Yeah, it's obvious something has got to be done about political campaign ads. I thought
3: something was. I thought there was a law about (laughs) that. Isn't there some kind of soft money, hard
2: money law? Wasn't that last year's new law? (laughs) I don't think it's working, Lee. And did you notice what we just went through in the state of California? I know for the special election, Rita, it was out of control. If you're in Astoria, I assume that's that's Oregon, or maybe it's (laughs) Queens. It was hard to say. All
3: right. We are the Satellite Sisters. If you wanna call us, our number is eight six six thirty three sister eight six six three three seven forty seven eighty three. All right, let's go to uh Constance. Hi Constance, you're on with the Satellite Sisters.
8: Hi there, I love your show. Oh, thank you
3: so much, Constance. All I'm right,
8: sorry I have laryngitis, but this is my complaint. Uh huh. You know, we traffic in LA is enough to make you pull your hair out, as okay. we know. And the one thing that really makes me totally nuts is when people drive in the carpool lane, and they don't at least go 65 when they can.
3: You, Constance, <laughs> you and my husband can form your own little political action committee. Maybe you'd like to drive with my husband because he's constantly saying, if you're not going to go the speed, let me get out of the carpool lane. <laughs> that would be his entire platform if he ran for public office. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Hold on if you're calling in, 866-33-SISTER, 866-337-4783. There ought to be a law. to to listen to the Satellite Sisters every weekend. That's what I think. Stay with us.
5: our lives who are the Satellite Sisters. We're having so much fun talking about what ought to be a law. And WLIB listeners in New York, wow, it is so great to get your calls. <laughs> my former home, I'm Sheila Dolan, here with my sisters Liz Dolan, Lian Dolan, Julie Dolan, and Monica Dolan. Leon All right, we're going to go to Jerry. You're in West Los Angeles. All
3: right, Jerry, what new law would you like to see enacted <laughs> in 2006?
2: Oh, am I on
4: out? Uh, You're up. I, oh, it's like listening to the party line here or something. Um... <laughs> I think it should be against the law, uh, punishable by at least 30 days in uh, in solitary confinement, (laughs) to say... Paris and Hilton together. Hi, right, right Jerry. 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 We
5: actually Jerry's had your President Liz enacted
2: that law last year on our show, Jerry. Uh-huh. I tried to enforce it the best I could, Jerry. There were some infractions, but in general, we held the line. It was it, w- it
5: wasn't punishable at the time, so I think that's a great law, Jerry. Yeah,
2: I like that,
3: Jerry. That you had the law and the punishment. Thanks, Jerry. All <laughs> right, Deborah, you're on with the Satellite Sisters. What law would you like to see uh, enacted in 2006, Deborah?
4: Oh, it's Barbara. Barbara. Okay,
3: Barbara. Okay, Barbara, what would you like to see? Are you in Arkansas?
4: Right now I am. Okay, <laughs> what's
3: what's the law you'd like to see?
4: I'd like to see it against the law in Arkansas for people to drive on the shoulder.
3: People can drive on the shoulder in Arkansas?
4: I don't know if it's legal or not, but they do it a lot. Uh, you get two trucks side by side, and they decide they don't want to wait. They go around you on the shoulder. All right. Well, wow.
3: That does sound dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, Barbara. I didn't mean to be enthusiastic, <laughs> but it sounds a little bit like... Um... <laughs> Never mind. You know what's amazing
2: <laughs> to me, Liam. Thank you for your call, Barbara. Our number is eight six six three three sister 866-337-4783. It's amazing how many of people's ideas have to do with driving. <laughs> I know motor vehicle. because driving is dangerous,
5: Liz, I and guess. we just want to make it safer. And it's aggravating. Dukes of see... Hazard. That's what I was trying to think of. And I knew that's what yeah, you were thinking I of. I couldn't. I was going to say Bad News Bears. Okay. About... <laughs> It's like
3: the Dukes of Hazzard, the opening to that TV show. They're driving on the shoulder in Arkansas. Barbara, we're with you. That's just not safe. All right, Caroline in Ohio. How are you? Hey, you're on with the Satellite Sisters. What new law do you want to see?
8: Well, I want to first state that I respect my elders.
1: Okay, Caroline, excellent.
8: I, I think it should be a law, though, that anyone that drives or purchases or drives an RV should have a special driving course.
2: Oh, so there's a connection with the elder thing here, Caroline. Is that what I'm taking away from this? (laughs) Uh, Well, no, it's just that I drive an 18-wheeler for a
8: living, and I see so many elderly people driving RVs, and it's just too much vehicle for them to handle, and, (laughs) and... just think a law. I mean, literally, not just a
1: goofy law, but a real one. A real one. Right. That's, that's a lot of vehicles an RV. Yeah, yeah. yeah our <laughs> mom, our mom and dad drove an RV once. That oh, was that enough. <laughs> that was yeah, it that. was way yeah. too much uh, vehicle for
2: them. Monica, for I know. Monica, I know you have strong feelings about this particular issue. I do. You know, I respect
6: the elderly also, but some of them are not great drivers. So it's not just an RV. I really think people over a certain age—I'm not going to name an age, but maybe seventy ought to take a repeat driver's test that involves a driving portion of the test in order to get their license renewed. I don't think there's anything wrong with the little agility testing, maybe some cones in the parking lot. Well, driving sounds hard. That sounds
5: really hard. And how about, you know, Monica, this is Sheila on the other end of the spectrum. How about kids? In California, they actually have a new law this year that bans people who are at least 16 but younger than 18 from driving between 11 p.m and 5 a.m., for the first year they hold the provisional driver's license. Wow. That is
1: excellent. Wow. Sheila, you know, you know this has been on my bandwagon for many Julie, many you years. You are so
2: predictable on any issue that has to do with teenagers just staying in the house and not doing anything. Teen <laughs> crackdown. But
1: you know, one of my teen commandments was that no one at the age of 16 is really driving. They're not I really, mean, they they have a picture ID, they may have keys in their hands, they may even be behind the wheel in a car, <laughs> but what they're doing is not driving. So limiting the hours yeah that they are not driving while they have this new driver's license, I think is excellent. No,
5: it's actually a very serious law because they did a study that between 11 p.m. and midnight... Most teenage, you know, drunk driving accidents and deaths occur between that hour. Okay. So it is a serious law. Well, Julie, I think
3: another one of your caveats is nothing good happens
2: after midnight. Nothing good
1: happens. (laughs) So I like the idea that they have to be home by eleven. Right. That is a bonus to
2: that that particular piece of legislation. I'd like to leave it to parents to enforce that instead of asking the, you know, state legislatures to take that on.
3: All right. Let's go to Maria. She's listening to us on WLIB in New York City. Maria, you don't have a driving law. What kind of law would you like to see in 2006.
4: Well, mine's more of an energy issue, and it has to do with my. Uh, and also, I, I made a New Year's resolution about this. Uh, it's a. It's a trend the last couple of years um, I've noticed in, in stores in New York to have their doors propped open when it's really hot and really cold out. And I suppose the idea is to entice customers to come inside. You know, you're walking. It's a really hot day. You're on the sidewalk. You're schlepping. And, you know, there's cold air pouring out. It It seems so appealing, doesn't it,
2: Maria? You can't help but go in.
4: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they were doing this right after the blackout a couple of summers ago. You know, they were right back to it. There ought to be a law. (laughs) All right. All right, (laughs) that is
3: a huge waste of energy. And, Maria, I'm with you. I feel kind of guilty going into those stores. Like, this is a big waste of air conditioning to, like, super pump it up in the front of the store so that the hot air from the street doesn't come in. All right, Leanne,
2: I understand that, like, on a theoretical level. But on those hot July days on the streets of New York City, you are so grateful. Even if you don't have time to go in the store, just to have the cold air blowing out on you <laughs> feels fantastic. All right, we're going to go to Jamie in
3: Portland because she has one. I am trying to read this, Jamie. I don't really understand it. So what, what law would you like to see in 2006?
8: Okay, this is a suggestion from Randy Rhodes of Air America. I'm not taking credit for this. All right. Uh She says that any time a speaker is in front of an emblem, be it county, city,
4: state, or federal, they ought to be under oath. Under oath.
2: Uh So they're standing there in their official capacity. They're they're trying to project that you can believe everything they say. So you think you should actually be able to believe everything (laughs) they say? County,
8: (laughs) (laughs) city, state, or federal – They're under oath. Okay. That way, that way, it is punishable by law.
3: All right, Jamie. That's an interesting. uh, That's an interesting theory. Does that hold true for athletes too? When they're like doing their press (laughs) conferences in front of the Dodger thing, if they say they're going to like step up their game and take it one game at a time and really improve their batting average, that (laughs) awesome. And if they've never taken steroids, right? Exactly. All right, Tony in New York City. Another driving one. This has really gotten people hot and bothered. Doni, what's your new law?
4: Hey, uh, how you guys doing? We're good. Um, I love the idea of having a law that if you have a really big SUV, you shouldn't be allowed to complain about gas prices. Thank you, Tony, very much.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Tony. We're in. Com- I am in complete agreement. I can't speak for my other sisters, but that kills me you know what if you buy a car that gets nine miles
1: to the gallon you get what you
3: deserve, You get what you pay you get for what you it would exactly. be nice
2: tony would Leon think- is always harsh on the suv thing, or, i know it's just,
1: it you know, would be nice you could do a citizen's arrest on that you know so if you're sitting there someone's having coffee you just write them out a ticket every time they start <laughs> complaining
3: all right tony thank you for your call our number at satellite sisters is 866-33-SISTER 866 337 83.
4: All right, Norma. Norma, I'm just...
3: You
8: really have a great show. Thank you, Norma. Norma. Um, What's really bugging me is that lately I've been seeing that people are getting very, very lax about cleaning up after their dogs. Uh. So there ought
7: to be a law that, uh, first of all, they should come up with some uh, doggy litter, so that people could train their dogs to go at home. Yeah. And we oh. won't have to face this
3: anymore. So federally funded project for doggy litter is what you're...
5: No, That's Norma, right. as an ex-New Yorker, you know, I remember when you had to curb your dog. Well, it's still the law.
8: She I know, but pe- doing people guess,
5: don't do it, Norma. And I'm with you. I'm so with you. It
8: is really... Not to mention the ones that go lay out late at night so nobody sees them. So oh. they think nobody sees them. And then
4: the next day you have all this poop all over the place what
8: ready to be stepped on or someone has already stepped in it, and, oh, okay. and, and this it's is
7: just disgusting all over the page. You're right. It, it, it is. is
3: it's 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 even to hear you talk about it, Norma, mm-hmm. so you're right. Mm-hmm. At Satellite Sisters, we encourage good citizens as dog just, owners. Many of us are dog owners. Liz even has some goofy gadget on her leash, <laughs> leash that has like a, the it's bag, a bag dispenser, a bag Norma. Dispenser. I just feel like
2: the problem, where I have occasionally been a bad citizen in the area that you're talking about, where in the dark of night, I just crept away with my dog and did not clean up after <laughs> Liz- it's, it's because i didn't have any bags with me but i really try to do a good job but your idea of tra- training dogs to go in the house my dog doesn't even sit or stay <laughs> yeah. or I, I just know that's not possible for me but you're right it's our obligation as dog owners uh to to clean up after our dogs all
3: right yeah i have an 85 pound german shepherd i don't want her going in the house but i am a good citizen <laughs> all right gene in brooklyn how are you Hi. Hi, fine thanks all right what do you think gene what ought to be a law
7: uh well going with the S U V theme, I think anybody who has a quality goods under twenty miles an hour should pay ten percent more on their taxes to help pay for pollution that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wow.
3: I think we have a fairly strong mm. SU, anti-SUV
2: lobby <laughs> happening right here on Satellite systems. Leon, this could be your national platform because you have been on this for quite a while that people can buy whatever car they want but they have to pay the price. That's they, right. They should take responsibility for its effects. Yeah, that's right and I
3: respect people who live in cold weather places that need yes, the SUV. You, I understand absolutely. that people use them for work purposes and for safety purposes when you're in snow and rain but i live in southern california and that's not happening here and also it doesn't have to comply to the federal emissions guidelines which i feel so strongly about all right um phyllis in portland i think we have time for a few more phyllis in portland i think i love your law phyllis are you there yes hi hey hi hi,
7: hi. listen i'm calling about julie's comments about the news uh she was yes. speaking out real news yes and the thing i think there should be a law against this um When uh, you're seeking news and one reporter interviews another reporter and they're not giving hard facts, but the second reporter is giving opinion. (laughs) And it's like it's... um obscuring my ability to make my own opinions rather than listening to hard facts. So just give me the facts, ma'am. All
0: right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm writing. Is,
1: I like that. But if I'm writing can... an addendum to, that, to the law I'm working on, Phyllis, and you can be a co-author <laughs> on, my co-sponsor of my law. Thank you very much. Right. News reporters should
2: not interview other news reporters. But doesn't that, that... do away with all cable news, Phyllis? <laughs> I, think, I think that would be the end of cable news as we know it.
3: And what would Liz do with her life, Phyllis, if there was no cable news? All right, we have time for one more call. Tony in California. Hi Tony around with the satellite sisters.
4: Hi, how you doing? It's a real quick one. Um I call it looky law. It's when an accident's on the other side of the freeway. They should have on that side and anyone gets like a five 500- hundred
3: yeah, you Okay, you're cutting out, Tony. Don't but stop looky and look. Lou. We got the, looky the gist Lou. it. Yeah, is looky-loo a term that's all over the country, or is that just a California thing? I looky-loo? don't know. I don't know, but it is a good term. Yes, it is. <laughs> slow down. All right, coming up next, we have a true Satellite Sister of the Week. You are going to love, love, love this story. We love, love, loved it. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us.
2: presented in part by the makers of
3: Splenda Brown Sugar Blend. It's where the warmth of brown sugar meets the wonder of Splenda brand sweetener
7: products.
5: We're the Satellite Sisters. We're five real sisters here for you six days a week. Yes, we are. Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Liz Dolan, Leon Dolan, Julie Dolan and Monica Dolan. Leon? And Sheila, this story this week that caught our eye was such a natural for Satellite Sisters of the
3: Week. I think the conversation, the committee had a, like a 12-second meeting and said, let's get Sandra Dames on the phone. Sandra, at the end of December, became a grandmother three times over. And no, one of her daughters did not have triplets. She had three daughters that each had a baby, one after the other after the other. Sandra is with us from St. Charles, Missouri. Sandra, I read in one news report that your daughter said you were so tired at the end of the three days, it looked like you had been in labor. How are you doing now, Sandra?
7: I'm doing very good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Is this your first uh, venture into grandparenthood? No, I have seven grandkids already, and and these made number seven or seven, eight or not, eight, nine and ten. <laughs> All
3: right, good for you. All right, let's go through them one by one. Your daughter Tracy was the first to give birth. What did she have, Sandra? Correct. She had a little girl. Okay. What'd she name her? She
7: named her Sophia Ann. Oh, what oh, a I'd beautiful name! Now, were you there in the hospital for her? Yes, I was. <laughs> I I went. Uh, well, she had called. She had been kind of. Messing around for a couple of weeks. We thought she was going to go in like Christmas time. But uh-huh. Anyway, we, uh, she called me at 1.30 in the morning, and, and so we went down. We drove her down with her and her husband, and mm. she had the baby at 7 o'clock. That morning, that was not bad.
2: That's a good,
3: good little. And then, of labor. were you surprised to get the call from your daughter Trisha? Because obviously <laughs> the girls were all pregnant together, but their their due dates were not really in the same week. So then you get the call from Trisha: "I'm going into labor."
7: Well, I was at the hospital at seven. Well, that was on, let's see, December twenty eighth, right? And then that night, I spent the night at the hospital with Tracy.
3: Oh, had the
7: baby, at seven in the morning. Okay. So I spent the night with her, well, then I got up from the hospital and went to work.
3: Uh- uh-huh. oh my gosh.
7: Well, when I got home from the from work, Trisha calls that oh. that was the second one. She says, "Mom, I'm not sure, but I think I'm in labor." <laughs> so you go you know, back to the hospital. So I go back to the hospital, and she had the baby nine thirty that evening. Oh, Ooh. and what'd she have? She had a little
3: boy. And what's his name? His
7: name is Jack
3: Thomas. Ah, another excellent name. Okay, please tell me you did not go back to work after that. No.
7: <laughs> okay. No,
3: I stayed. All right. That was it. All right, but then you get the call from your daughter, Jamie. Uh-huh. Okay.
7: That, that was the next morning. She said, Mom, oh. um, I just, I think I'm in labor. <laughs> so the doctor told her, Get down here, Jamie. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> so she was. She was in labor. She was having contractions about six minutes apart, and then uh, the baby was born at nine thirty that night. It was a little girl. Her name is Kara Grace. Oh, that oh, is great. So
3: all three girls were they in the hospital at the same time, or was yes, one? They were. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, amazing. I was
7: going from labor to delivery to the rooms <laughs> and back to labor and delivery, kind of trying to keep you know all of them going and. Well, you
3: can tell us, because I'm sure they're not listening, Sandra. Who made it through the best? Who are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's
7: see. Well, my first one, she went natural. She didn't have anything. And oh, she, God bless her. She did real good. Uh-huh. And then uh, <laughs> I'd say the most easiest was Jamie. Okay. She did. She probably did the easiest. And she Jamie the epidural, was the last so. one.
2: Because she was the last one, that was probably easier for you, too. Because you, <laughs> yeah, must, you yeah, must have I, been spent by that.
7: Oh, it, I was. By, well, by... Let's see. That was. I'm trying to think. What Who the knows? Yeah. Thirtieth was. I. I. I was so mixed up with my days and nights. But yeah, anyway. you're
3: never going to be able to keep those grandchildren's birthdays straight. So you oh, just, no? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: I would just give them. It's going to be. Everybody's been asking me what. What's Christmas going to be? like next year with all their birthdays. And I said, we'll probably just have it one big birthday party.
3: Good idea. Now, at, at here in our family, when one of the sisters gives birth, the other sisters go to help out. That's not really going to work did, in your family. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't
7: happen that way with this one. It it was it was really something. So then, well, then I was going from house to house trying to help, help them out, you know, wherever they needed it. Well, but, um
3: Sandra, you've done a magnificent job. Congratulations to you, to all your daughters, to Sophia, to Jack, and to Carrie. You are our Satellite Sisters of the Week here in Satellite Sisters. Really hold on and have a (laughs) lot of fun with all those new grandchildren. That is a hilarious that story. So wow, funny. that's so three great. Three sisters, three days in a row. What are the chances? I know. And the same doctor delivers if them a, all. That's list. what I wanted to
1: know. I wanted if It was the same doctor. Right. He must have been very confused. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if they don't switch the babies in the hospital. Hey, we want to oh. thank our production team people. John Ramos, our engineer. Janine Pibel, our production assistant. Sarah McCann's our webmaster in New York. Jennifer Dominguez is our associate producer. Joanne DeLeos-Young, our producer. And our executive producer in the booth today... Corny Cole, right. right on. <laughs> we are the Satellite Sisters. Sisters, have a good week. Thanks. Thank
3: you, me, Leah. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.